0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Pitch. I'm Christian Jack. My guest today is midfielder Liam Fraser, who joins us from Ghent in Belgium, where he's currently playing for Dyneser in the second tier and playing very meaningful minutes. He's fresh after drawing an outstanding game of 3-3 on Sunday, and you can tell in his voice that he's loving playing every minute of play for Dyneser right now. He's also really enjoying playing a lot of significant minutes for the Canadian men's national team. He is my next guest on what has been a long series of players who have joined us from that fantastic team in their journey for Qatar 2022. If you've missed it, you can see on our playlist, we've been joined by the likes of Mark anthony Kay, Jonathan Azorio, Samuel Piet, Maxine Cropot, Tiber Hutchinson, Tejon Buchanan, and many others. I hope that you can go back and enjoy them. The purpose of this is really to get to know the player away from the pitch, and I hope that after watching and listening to this, you'll have a new appreciation for Liam today. Liam talks a lot about his journey as a kid and his love for his football with his relationship with his parents, how he went from Toronto to Vancouver and back to Toronto, how it didn't really go well for him at his dream club at Toronto FC, how he looks back with fond memories how he still continues to love that club and Columbus crew, by the way, who he played for last season in Major League Soccer under Caleb Porter. He talks about his journey as a midfielder, how he gets better. We also talk about that pass. And yes, you know that one to Jonathan David in the World Cup qualifiers about what it's like to come on the pitch when he played a massive minutes minutes for Canada against the United States in that game at BMO back in 2019. It is a fascinating chat. He is a remarkable young man still only 24 and one of the best young midfielders we have in our country uh without further ado here is my chat with liam fraser i hope you enjoy it delighted now to be joined on beyond the pitch by a good friend of mine and an outstanding young player playing in belgium right now canadian international liam fraser liam great to see you my man how are you
1: yeah i'm good kj thanks for thanks for having me on the show i'm excited to to talk with, uh, with with a great person and, and and a mate and and share some experiences over here and and hopefully learn a little bit from you right now. So I'm excited to be here.
0: I'll learn a lot from you as well. This is great chat, and I've had a lot of your teammates on, so I'm glad to have you on as well on this on this amazing series. We're going to talk about Canada as well. Um, but you're joining us uh, from Belgium, where you just played last night. I know we were just talking before we recorded in a remarkable 3-3 game. Uh, uh, but you're playing, and you're playing every minute right now uh, for Dainton in the second division in Belgium. How's the experience going, my man, and how much fun are you having over there right now?
1: Yeah, listen, I think I knew what I was getting myself into when I came here, which was uh, uh, where I'm living now in Ghent. is a city full of football, and that's exactly what, uh, what uh, I wanted. I remember... I remember last year when I was in Columbus, I was speaking to my dad, and I said, uh, "And I said, yeah, Columbus is a—it's an awesome city, amazing. But for me, it, it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just not for me. It's a bit small." And and my dad said to me, "Well, he goes, well, you, if you go to Europe, the chances that you live in like a small city or in a small town, or, or that's what you're going to be living in." And I said, "Yeah, but the the difference is that the city is going to be just." embraced in football and that's and my dad said oh that's true that's pro. that's what the difference is so that's exactly what i've been able to experience and in, in, uh in in the culture here um wow. even even at the training grounds everything's about football as it should be and 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 there's no uh there's no pro days for players there's no there's no uh time when you can uh slack off and kind of get away with it which which i don't think ever should be um so to be able to kind of embrace that that new culture and, and is, is something that I've always wanted. And I'm really, really happy to be here and, and uh, kind of start my career here in Europe.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy for you too. And it's a place where I can see that you've got a lot of comfort in all our discussions with you. You know, I always felt like you're almost a European at heart. Anyway, do you know what I mean? In terms yeah. of where you want yeah. it to be, maybe you can just take our viewers and listeners through that a little bit. Your relationship with your dad, I know, is really, really strong. Um, almost like your best mate, really, in a sense of, of being the confidant. But you know, all the time when you grew up in Canada, like t- talk us into how that relationship evolved into in soccer and and when you really found out that you love the game.
1: Yeah, so I I was I was born and raised in Toronto. Um, and I I was playing. We, we moved to to Kitchener so I was playing in Kitchener and in, in Waterloo for a few of my for my youth years very young um, and then my dad had a job opportunity in Vancouver so we moved out to Vancouver for I think, seven eight years and over there I was uh, I was kind of like a dual athlete I was playing hockey I was playing soccer and then I think as soon as that like 13 14 year old age came uh, it was kind of where your time priority lays and for me it was always just football and then that's what I wanted to be the best at that's what I was putting extra work in that's kind of where my headspace was and, and obviously my dad was a big advocate for that as well um so in 2013 my dad kind of just got the reverse role um of a job opportunity in Toronto so we moved back to the city and and, and right away I was embraced by, by TFC and was able to go through that uh that pathway um, from the academy to the USL team to the first team, and obviously had uh, had three or four years with the first team, um, and now now I'm out here in, in Europe. But um, I think I think having a, a role model like my dad, and 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 an um, advocate like my mom, who, who who more than anything would just say, just do what you want to be happy and and but be the best at it. Don't don't just be happy and and not be uh great at it just do everything you can to be the best and i think having two people like that in my life who continued to 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 make me want to strive to be the best is, is something that always pushed me to to love football and the competitiveness competitiveness of it and then and, and to want to reach the top and, and and to represent your country so um they're just two awesome people that have really really shaped the way um i think i am today yeah you
0: do, they deserve a ton of credit with you my man um Listen, a lot of young players watch this as well and a lot of people and I've talked about this with Canadian players is you guys are all very different but I think one thing that really bonds all of you in the Canadian men's national team is that you've all had that moment in your career many moments sometimes where people have said to you you're not going to make it or you're not going to come through this and you've come through adversity right it's not been a straight line from A to B to get to C kind of thing for you how do you look back at Toronto in, in your time there obviously a club that was very close to your heart when you got chances you excelled but chances sometimes were few and far between how do you look back on that and how was that for your mindset in terms of getting you mentally
1: stronger? Yeah, listen, like uh, as as rough as the last few years were with the club, um, it's still my hometown. I love them. I've watched uh, the, the 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 games that they've played so far. I've watched them all, and, and it's it's I'm texting the guys every game you could only imagine, um, and and just always giving my support and my love for the club. Um, it's always a disappointment when things don't work out, but I'm very hopeful that something in the far future can can happen where I can come back and I can play that role that I want to play with the club. Um, so uh, it'll be like that, I, I hope. Um, but with that said, I, I think there's moments in your career, like you said, that, that define you as a footballer and, and define you when, you when you are at your lowest or, or when you're going through struggles. Um, for me, I think, it was just having great people around you um, to, to, to like yourself, like Stevie Caldwell, like uh, obviously my family and, and close friends to, to, to pull you out of those moments. And then to, to kind of show you, there's always a light in the tunnel. Um, I, I think that's important, but I think at the end of the day, you have to have your own mental capacity to be able to get through it. Um, there's got to be a switch inside your head and saying, Hey, I'm doing this for a bigger purpose. I, I, I know I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an excellent footballer and, and, and I can, I can play. Um, so to keep that in the back of your head will you, will, 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 when you aren't getting chances and when things are looking down, to, to keep working and, and, and te- to keep pushing yourself and not get down is, is, is truly probably the biggest thing I would ever say to, to young footballers who are going through a bit of that slump. Fantastic advice.
0: You still played a lot of big games already. You know, you played some big games with CFC. Campion's Cup with Columbus, and we're going to get to you, Canadian men's national team as well. But when you made that decision to go to Columbus for the for the last part of your MLS time there, what was that like? What did you learn about? I know you talked about the city, but about yourself and working mm-hmm. for an organization like TFC that really winning only matters, and for and for a coach like Caleb Porter.
1: Yeah, listen, like I. If I'm honest with you, I was pushing for a loan for probably the first or second year that I came to TFC. All I wanted to do was was get minutes, uh, week in and week out. And then finally, after um, a few rough patches with uh, in that final year with TFC, in the first couple of months, it it was, it was it was just the writing was on the wall um so when I went in and pushed and went through it, for me it was more just a breath of fresh air I got to go somewhere where uh, they wanted me um that that was a big thing for me they they said hey we want you to be playing games we want to develop you we want you to help us win games that, that was a huge thing um but to be to to be coached by Caleb and He's a winner. Uh, I, I think that's the, that, that's the only thing I would kind of describe him as he, he will do whatever it takes and he's willing to hurt feelings he's, he's willing to do whatever it takes to, to win games for the club and I think to have a guy like that as, as kind of like the, the, the head of the organization you obviously there's there's more but as the head of the organization it is is so important for clubs who, who want to succeed in MLS and in football.
0: Yeah, great stuff. How did you get better as a midfielder during your time there before you went to Belgium? Like those minutes that you talk about that you were always craving, how big were they for you as a midfielder to gain your confidence? What kind of things did you notice about your game that you were able to do then that you weren't going to be able to do if you weren't playing as often?
1: Yeah, I just think game repetition. Um, Having Having moments when there's pressure on you, whether it be learning to turn for with a ball uh, that's been played for you from the back line, or or to keep up with the play, or to to be able to follow a man, these are all things that uh, you you can't just train. Uh, you you need those minutes to be able to to be able to improve on them. I and mean, Columbus was was that out for me. That they they gave me that. Um, I, as a, as a midfielder, what I think I got better, I think just being able to penetrate with passes. I think that's always something that I've been good at, but something I've always wanted to be improved whether it be turning from the back line, taking a few dribbles, and finding something um, when the space opened up. But like I said, I, I just think you need those minutes. It's so difficult to, to, to do all the individual or group training you want to do. It, it only gets you kind of so far. You need those minutes to be able to... To really test yourself under 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 fast pace, um, so I'm always grateful for Columbus and, and what they did for me. And if I'm honest, I watch their games too, uh, so it's nice to be able to to, to support two. Uh, two of my former teams in MLS and, and and still be able to talk to those guys as well.
0: It says a lot about you as well, by the way, every credit to you that you still got those in your heart, those two teams and talk about penetration passes. We're going to talk about that pass for J, J David shortly. Uh, trust me, it's coming up. Um, yeah, yeah. But what about this Canada team then? Obviously it's, it's unbelievably special. It's clear that the the camaraderie is real. When we talk, when I talk to so many of you on the record and off the record, how, how has this campaign been as we get you set to the, the last three games? How much of a blast are you having here?
1: We're almost playing with you, mate. I said, I said to someone a couple of days ago, it's hard to put stuff like this into, into words. It's more just you have to... When you're in the moment, then you understand how you feel. So uh, just games that we've won and, and, and games that we've kind of dug ourselves in a hole and then we got ourselves out and be able to get a result. Um, I, I think those moments, like Azteca, um, we feel like we should have won, but still getting a result. Beating U.S., uh, beating U.S. here, beating Honduras away, beating El Salvador away. The, these moments are just so meaningful to us and, and to the, to the nation. So, uh, whenever I get the call, or whenever, obviously, all the lads get the call. It, it's it's something that you. You, you you can't even put into an emotion about how excited you are and and and, and, and just how honored you are to be able to represent your country to, to represent your family to represent your, your your friends and your brothers and it's it's honestly just such an incredible feeling
0: whenever I talk to a lot of players about the belief quite a few players talk about that day at BMO field in 2019 when you beat the US and that day is very particularly important for you <laughs> because yeah, yeah. uh your first major chance right you you, you know yeah. talk us through it you're on the bench mark anthony k gets injured in the first five minutes and then suddenly next man up and you get the chance and you were brilliant that day what's that moment like that day when you when you finally got that chance to put on that shirt in a
1: meaningful match uh, i think i was at probably well, like five or six camps before when when, when i wasn't cracking the wasn't cracking the lineup or, or wasn't getting subbed on. So there's a bit of that in your head, kind of just when you're going to get your chance, when you're going to get your chance. But um, John and, and Morrow and, and, and the coaching staff that, that, that was there just continues to put um, positive uh, reinforcement and positive feedback in your head that say, just, just be patient, be patient. You keep playing good, you'll get your chance. And fortunately for me, and unfortunately for Mark, um, that, that was my chance. Um, and, and 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 I would like to say I capitalized on it and, and was able to kind of um kick off my my, my national team career from that game. So uh initially when 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 my name was called to go on obviously there's a bit of jitters and, and a bit of nervousness um but I think uh you've probably heard this from a lot of footballers at the end of the day it's a you, you try to play the game not the occasion so as soon as you get subbed into the game the the hoorah is nice and, and you're excited but at the end of the day you you have a game to win um so so my mentality was hey listen I'm I'm playing now I, I'm expected to do a job and and we're expected to win this game so everything I can is can do it ha- has to happen now and every every little chirp or whatever prior to that of me coming on is is out the window now we just got to perform and, and and
0: do what has to be done and what's that feeling likely Liam, when you know you you win a massive game like that and you contribute rather than being yeah. a little bit more of a peripheral player
1: it, it's incredible uh, i mean uh, uh for me for me as as happy i was uh for my own performance it was it was just a huge step forward for Canada. Um, Like you said, I think that was definitely a a kickoff moment for our country and for the belief of our country. And as well, I think a huge part of it for me was having my family there and the people that I love there to experience that moment with me in Toronto against the US. And uh, at the end of the day, it was just an awesome feeling. and, 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 And it was a great kind of kickstart to where we are now.
0: And the Canada-US games carried on from there, and they've been yeah. big for you, by the way. You played in the yeah. Gold Cup game when you, I mean, I know you didn't win the game, but, you know, 29 seconds in or something that you concede the goal, and you absolutely destroyed them after that with possession, yeah. possession, possession. And then you play again in Hamilton. What are those moments like for you as you think about uh, those re- recaps?
1: Uh, I think I heard Greg say, Berhalter recently say something about if it's a rivalry or not, or, or whatever it may be, but uh, I think there's, in, in big games, when, when, when it's meaningful matches and, and they really mean something, um, I don't think you could, could ever say that to, this team has not come and, and proven that this is a very, very big rivalry and, and that we're here, um, that, 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 that we truly believe we're the best team in CONCACAF and, and have the ability every, every, every game and every opportunity we have to show that. Um, so for me to, to get the opportunity to play in those games and to test myself against players on, uh, on U.S. who are playing in big clubs and in and, and big tournaments and, and even play with guys on my team who are doing the same thing. Um, it, it's first and foremost an honor to, 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 to do it. Um, but second of all, it's, it's encouraging to me um, to be say, hey, I'm, I'm playing. I'm thriving. Um, I, have a, I have a higher ceiling I can push now and, and, and I just want to become the best footballer I can be you
0: mentioned the game at BMO um, when you had an amazing impact on that in 2019. That was my words. I know you won't say that, but then I think about Honduras away. I think about coming on in Hamilton, you know, a favorite, a favorite one of the most famous rugby coaches I know, and I've read his book. He's an inspiration is Eddie Jones. And he never talks about, starters and subs anymore he just talks about as a team and everybody's got a role and he knows that you know basically the guy that he puts on in the 50th minute is just as important for him than the guy who starts Mm -hmm. how is that mentality for you because i know as a sub when there's a lot of substitutes there you don't know for sure if you're going to come on you don't know how the game is going to play out but how important is it for you when you take that seat and the whistle blows that you have that mentality right away you can come in a minute five you can come in minute 90 or you come in minute 50 and you know you have to impact the game right away
1: yeah, I mean, I think uh, I've had that probably experience more than more than a lot of other players in terms of getting the call earlier in games, whether it be an injury to one of my players or a tactical sub. Um, I I think uh, if I haven't learned by now that you have to be ready uh, on the bench right away, then I'm doing something wrong. But no, I think ever since that game when when it was an early call for me, it's kind of just hey, uh, despite not me starting the game. Um, who knows? I might be on in the first five, ten minutes. And again, I got to play a part to win this game. Um, I, I don't think there's, there, there's a game now where you can be a passenger. Um, you have to be someone who impacts the game at, at, at every moment that you can. Uh, Cause if you don't, you won't play. Um, you won't even get called. So, so to, 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 to be ready and, and to be uh, more mentally ready than anything, to be able to play in those games early on, if you get called on it, it is so important and, and And I think I've done a good job in being able to to, to realize that. And so
0: take us through a little bit, Liam, on those games you're coming on, what are are the things that coaches take you through? Uh, What are they showing you? Is it some defensive things that set pieces? Is it making sure that you're aware of who's still playing in midfield? Because you're watching – you're just got mentally ready. You're also watching the game. You're aware of the tactics and who's playing on the other team. It's not like you've just been transported away from a dressing room right into the pitch. But talk us through what are some of the things in the analysis that is pushed through your brain before you go on the pitch?
1: Yeah, I I think more from like a tactic standpoint, a – Yeah, probably just a tactic standpoint. You already kind of know. You've had trainings leading up to it. You've prepped. Um, You're aware of the situation where you're supposed to be, where you can anticipate the, uh, the opposition to be. Like you said, I think it is very important that you're watching the game so you can see, hey, their midfield is playing in this formation. So maybe a better idea is if we do X um so so you you have to be paying attention to the game it's not just a kickabout with your mates where you can be sitting there talking and joking anymore the, the the level is so high and the stakes are so high where you have to be focused even on the bench um but usually when you when you when you're about to go on is 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 just getting the kind of the last the last second kind of hey this is where you are for defense set pieces this is who you're marking for attacking you're here and and then the final words from the gaffer are usually just like hey you, you have to make an impact right now. This is what we need you to do. Um, go do it. If there's any last minute instructions for other player or last minute uh, formation changes, then he'll let you know. But usually it's just, hey, you have to make an impact. We need you to go in and we need you to play a, play, play a role. So go do it. Talk about making an
0: impact. Let's talk about that pass uh, because it is uh, one that you know many Canadians were, were loving. And I know we all love the Jonathan David goal as well. Uh, but what do you remember about the play? Um, how do you anticipate it? When, and, and then how sweet did that ball feel when you let go of it?
1: Yeah, well, we, we were leading 1-0 at the time. So I remember, I remember initially at halftime, we were sitting in the room and, and even at the start of the second half, I was like, these guys, are they have to start pushing all their numbers forward. I mean, the, they need to try scoring if they want to be able to stay in this competition. Um so when, when I, I think it was either Tejan or Sam who, who won the ball and someone played it to me, I, I, I had an intuition that their, their line was going to be really high. And um, fortunately, they were before half, and so was Jono. So I knew they were going to be onside. Um, so when I looked up and saw him running through, um, it was just a good connection for me to him. But uh, I forget who I was talking about this with. I, I think as good as I thought my pass was, I, I think – the 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 whole goal was 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 surrounded by his first touch off his chest into his head. I think those are the, the those two touches for me. Just like, uh, they are just such an incredible millisecond thought process of what he has to do, and that totally just wraps around how incredible of a footballer he is, and and how high his ceiling is. Um, I imagine something big happens for him in the summer, and, and I'll be really, really excited for, 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 some, for him to have it in the summer. Um, but like I said, I think as soon as that ball went in the net and there was a bit of relief um, among the whole team just for us to be up two uh, was, was absolutely awesome.
0: Yeah, it was a great moment for Canadian soccer, no doubt. One of my favorite moments, also about that goal, is uh, I think it's Jonathan Azorio just goes nuts to you yeah, right after yeah, the ball.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We know also and I really his tactical brain is, but like Jonathan David just scores one of the most unbelievable individual goals you're ever going to see Canadian score, and Azorio just goes crazy as like his mouth wide open running to you. No, what was that like?
1: No, uh, also, also, and I have such an incredible friendship he's, he's like a big brother to me so i know he knows how how hard i work and and and, and how uh, how dedicated i am to the team and to the process so uh, for him to come right to me for that just means a lot and, and it shows shows a lot about his character and and how truly incredible of a person and, and friend he is for me
0: and how big is he a part of this team people huge, talk about huge. the leadership core but how big is he
1: huge, huge. Uh, i don't think you can you can uh, speak about Atiba or you can speak about Milan or speak about uh, Steven Vittorio without putting also in that st- in that sentence. Um, I mean, what he's done for uh, the country uh, in, in the football aspect and what he's done for our national team is absolutely huge. And, and every big moment he's shown up at Azteca, he's shown up. In, in, in big games, he shows up um so like I said just just to have a friend like him and, and to have a person I can look up to on a national team like that is awesome um and it's just been incredible to kind of go through this whole uh four year process with him from the from the start a couple more for you
0: and then we'll just quickly finish one a, on, a, on a rapid round if you don't mind mate but Perfect. um what would it mean to you Liam Fraser for Canada to qualify for the World Cup
1: yeah I, th- I think it would be. It... I, like like I said before, I don't think you put it into words. I think that moment when when it's sealed and done, um, I think that's something that would resonate with you for the rest of your life. There, there's obviously a huge difference of of uh, being granted a spot in the World Cup as opposed to you earning a spot in the World Cup. So for us to 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 look back on the journey that we've had and and, and where we came from to where we are now um, to, to to kind of put an end to the misery of the World Cup drought. And to say I've been a part of that, and 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 to play a part in that is is probably one of the most special feelings I'll ever feel in, in my whole life, um, just not as a footballer, just as a human being. Um, so if that time comes when we do qualify, and, and I'm hoping it comes real soon, um, then it's definitely something that 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 I'll remember for the rest of my life. And then what will there
0: be the plan for you in 2022? Obviously you have a multi-year deal in Belgium at Dyneser. What's that been like with the real culture of football on a day-to-day basis? And how is that making you a better player? And, and what are your plans hopefully for, for, for you know, playing regularly in Europe to try and secure
1: that spot to Qatar? Yeah, listen, I think um, my, my initial goal here was to come to Europe and, and then get as many minutes as I could and try to get under the spotlight. And and if I'm honest, that's exactly what I've done. I've been playing really well and and. And obviously, it deemed uh, it deemed a spot uh, on this next on the on this next uh, roster with the with the national team. So um, it's exactly where what I wanted to do um, for me now. It, I want to be continuing my journey in Europe, and now I want to be wherever I will grow the highest and the fastest as a professional footballer. Um, so if if that's here in Dinza, amazing. If that's not, if that's somewhere else, then that's exactly where I want to be. Um, so just continuing to get minutes week in and week out is going to be a huge, huge part in me getting selected if we qualify, um, as well as playing at a high, uh, at, at a high, uh, level. Um, so like I said, just wherever I am to, to, to be the best footballer and and to reach a, a higher potential exactly where I want to be.
0: Fantastic attitude as ever. All right, a couple of rapid fire questions before I let you go. Uh, apart from family, what is it about Canada, or is there anything in Canada you miss the most?
1: Just Toronto, the city. I love Toronto. is the best place on earth. Like uh, just the vibe of it, the, the the coffee shops, the 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 multiculturalism is something that I literally tell every single person here if they ask about Toronto, I just say it's the most multicultural place. Um, that that I've been to and I've experienced. So I think uh, definitely the city.
0: Which Toronto FC game that you played in do you find yourself thinking about more than anything else?
1: Oof, that's a good one. Uh, I might need to come back to that one. I can't. I can't. Uh, maybe my I, I made uh my home debut uh, against Chicago. I think uh, probably that my family were there, and, and it was an amazing experience to play at BMO for the first time.
0: Great answer. Uh, what's your favorite stadium that you've ever played in? My
1: favorite stadium.
0: Put, put you on your spot on some of these, I know. I'm honestly, you on the spot. I'm,
1: and I'm not even being I'm not even being boring or whatever. I honestly say BMO. I think the 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 vibe and the energy that the fans give you. It it is so much different playing with the national team there than it is with Toronto there. Um, And the experiences I've had there with the national team have been incredible. So um, I'd probably say more for that atmosphere.
0: That's not boring. It's you. Your answers are right there. You can't go wrong. What about what stadium would you love to play in that you've not played in yet? Any stadium in world football?
1: Wembley. I think that's the absolute cathedral. I think for for someone who uh, loves English football, I think it's just a no-brainer.
0: You're a really good football brain in midfield. Um, when you play the game against teams, give me one or two names where you play against a player like, wow, he's one of the best players I've ever played against.
1: Last year I had the opportunity to play with Donovan Nebby and this guy was, he was incredible. His passing, his passing succession, and then just his, 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 his mentality for the game and what he was able to bring to every single game was absolutely incredible. He had the potential to take over matches. Um, So, so probably he was one of them and, I gotta give credit to this guy. I don't want to, but he that Weston McKinney, when we played him against this, this last game, he he was incredible. He 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 just has uh, the poise in the game to put his foot on the ball and to be able to hold someone off and look for options and and, and in a game like that, I can understand why he plays for, for such a big club and and, and um and why he's out where he's at. I, I thought he was he was excellent. Um, so I never wanted to say an American player, but I, I got to be honest. I thought he was that he was very very good.
0: Yeah, good answer. One of my favorites. Another winner. It just carries teams over over the line to get through it. Every credit to you. Uh, what's your cheat food, mate? When you're allowed to cheat, what do you like to eat?
1: Honestly, uh, again, this is probably boring. I love peanut butter. So like, I, peanut butter and jam sandwiches whenever I can after a match or something like that that is 1000% where I'm going It's the peanut butter and jam sandwich.
0: That's an easy answer too, by the way, you're over there on your own. you don't, you don't have to come home and cook anything. You just slap it no, on. But and- if
1: I'm honest with you, if I, I like, since I'm living alone, I love to cook because like, if I sit here and make something easy, it's about five minutes, make, eat, done. But if I cook something a bit more strategic, whether it be like in an oven in a pan, I got to heat something, it, it, the duration of it is probably like two hours by the time I cook. Eat and clean, so that takes up a bigger portion of my day. So that's what I want.
0: Exactly, whatever it kills the time, I suppose. Exactly. Right? Yeah, a lot of downtime over there in Belgium. What are you, uh, what are you binge watching if you get time? What's your,
1: what's your shows? I just finished my dad and I, because my dad came and visited me. We watched the Rooney documentary, which I thought was incredible. Yep. Um, I know a new season of Top Boy uh it is about to come out um and then i was watching money heist for a while
0: good stuff hey listen liam this has been amazing uh an absolute brilliant chat my man it's great to see you over there it's great to see you with a smile on your face and more importantly great to see you playing regular minutes uh, for club and country i'm so proud thank of you. you and i can't thank you enough for your time you spent with me today
1: cheers kj i appreciate you pal thank you so much an
0: enormous thanks to Liam once again and I hope you really enjoyed that I'm sure you got to know Liam a lot more over that half an hour as well a real grounded guy a guy that obviously just loves his football uh, loves playing and you can tell that his enthusiasm is through the roof right now getting significant minutes uh, for Dainter and of course for Canada some great stories there a player who really I think is a great example to a lot of young Canadians about perseverance doesn't always get their minutes didn't even get called up by the way to the trip to Edmonton uh, for those two games we missed out on that opportunity to play there because because he knows how competitive this midfield is. But the moment he came back, he got his chance, came on in Honduras, came on against the United States, and has been a pivotal player for this team ever since. Uh, my thanks to Liam, again, to his family, and obviously, oh, obviously all the luck in the world for him going forward with his career in Europe and, of course, with Canada. And Canada games are back. They're back this week as they get to play in Costa Rica and then play at home to Jamaica on Sunday and, of course, returning with Panama away as the World Cup qualifying quest continues. Uh, thank you again for watching this. I hope everybody as well. I hope you enjoyed this series. Uh, God bless. Take care of you and your families and we'll chat soon.